Hey, this is Sharon, and welcome back to the Business School Podcast. And in this episode, I want to break down for you the three lessons that we learned after sending our last 1 million emails. And whether you do email marketing or not, I want to make this so easy for you by breaking down these three lessons for you and showing you how to make email your single most profitable and impactful channel, no matter what niche you're in. Three lessons learned after sending our last 1 million emails. It all starts right now. One thing is for certain, just because it's tried and true doesn't mean it's working right now. So the big question is this, where can you learn what is working right now? The strategies, the tactics, the psychology, and the exact how-to, how to grow your business how to blow up your personal brand and supercharge your personal growth. That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answer. My name is Sharon Srivatsa, and welcome to Business School. All right, today I want to break down for you how to make email and email-related marketing your single most profitable channel. And I can guarantee you it gets very fun very quickly when you start to see it work just for the first time. I want you to think about this for a second. Imagine no matter what the size of your email kind of community or list was, imagine you had, I'm just making it up. Imagine you had 3000 people on your, in your email community, on your email list, and you woke up tomorrow and you had three times that say 9,000 and you sent that same one email, which was the same effort would you have much better results? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely you would. And that's why I think that this is an asset. It's an asset and almost a piece of profitable machinery in your business that every single day you have it, every single day you work in it, it gets more valuable. That's why I want to show you how to make email your single most profitable channel and specifically with three lessons. Three lessons that we have learned after sending our last 1 million emails. And I, the reason I bring this up is I, I worked at the team and I just noticed that we had recently sent over a million emails, uh, just our last million. And I said, wow, maybe this is an opportunity to kind of deconstruct and figure out what worked and what didn't work. And I'm gonna break down for you exactly what we are doing on our team so that you don't have to do this yourself. In fact, there's no reason for you to go through <laughs> getting to this point to use these lessons. I wish I had known all of these before. So I want to tell you the three big things that we learned exactly and tactically how they work so that you can put them into play in your business right now. All right. Uh, let me give you the preview of what the three big things are. The first one is deliverability, meaning the more times you can get your email in the primary inbox or get it noticed, <laughs> the more chances you are that someone's actually going to open it, which is good. The second is engagement. What types of content tactics, strategies that you can put in that will allow more engagement on your emails. And I think of engagement straight up as opens, clicks, replies, et cetera, right? And the third is conversion. Uh, I didn't know a better word to use, but essentially my thought process was, how do you get somebody to take action on whatever you want them to take action on? And I found two things that drive conversion 100x better. So if you can just do one of these two things, or heck, both, you will change your business and this asset in your life forever, all right? So we're gonna talk about delivering engagement and uh, conversion, but 
before I do any of this, I want to give you kind of the frame and the idea of how all of this came about for me. I realized that I started this email kind of marketing or email list building journey many years ago. And this one thing I wish I had started out sooner. I wish I had started this process so much sooner because everything uh, just having a great email community has been amazing for us. I write every single one of my emails personally. No one else writes it for me. And it gives me a chance to really have a good pulse with our email community. Now, I, to tell you the truth, I went and I bought courses on email marketing. I have books on email marketing. I bought courses from gurus on email marketing and they were okay because most of it, most of the courses out there about email marketing are copywriters and kind of email technicians, copywriters uh, or professionals sending emails to other copywriters and marketers. So if you think about it, they have a self-built in audience. So you have these really big copywriters and email marketers who are teaching other small copywriters and email marketers how to do email marketing. And so based on that, they have this inflated sense of what actually works in the world. It does not, it's not, it's not how it works. Like our, our email community that you are, many of you are a part of is are not email marketers. You are, you know, you're normal people, entrepreneurs, business owners, leaders, um, you know, uh, Many, many of you are just, just business builders, if you will. And it, we are not copywriters. And I realized that that content was not the same. I realized that I needed a different strategy. So I will tell you what I did. One on one long plane ride, I had this idea and I said, you know what? I'm just going to go and look at all the emails. I, you know, as you know, like a Gmail or Outlook uh, or whatever software you have, Mac mail will group these threads, right? So if you, if you and I go back and forth nine times, it'll group that same email in a thread. And I was like, okay, I just sorted by the threads. And I said, if an email is generating five, 10, 15, 20 replies in a thread, there must be something in that email that is valuable of sorts. So what I did was I just studied my personal email that had multiple responses. And I thought, hmm, that would be amazing, right? Gmail does not know the difference whether you're sending an email marketing message or you're sending a normal message to your friend. Gmail has no idea. So I do know this. If I send a quick message about Super Bowl tickets to my friend, Gmail or Outlook would know that it is not email marketing. But why? Why would it know that? Because a lot of what we have to do is we have to write to the algorithms so that it can serve up the right emails to the right people so you get more deliverability and eyeballs on it. That doing that is what generated a lot of these. So that's the three lessons that we learned here with the imp implementation of the lessons that I learned or the study that I did, just going through my personal email and starting to use those personal email principles. What am I writing to my friends? What am I writing to my family? What am I sending my wife? What am I sending my team? What am I sending just to on a one-on-one -on -one basis to normal people? And I thought the more I can mimic that, the more I can be like that, the way easier it is uh, to deliver, to engage and to convert in our overall email community, email marketing. So that's the overarching purpose of this, uh, this podcast to give you those learnings. All right. So let's jump into the first of the three learnings, which is number one, deliverability. All that I mean by deliverability is number one, your emails get to the inboxes. Number two, most of the time it gets to the primary inbox and it doesn't get relegated as spam from time to time. If you have a subscribe unsubscribe link, it's going to go into the promos tab, but 
there are ways in which you can get it out of that. And, and while that's beyond the scope of this, I want to tell you the couple things that I've done to ensure that more and more of our emails kind of get better deliverability. First thing here is write email right you're liking to a friend. Very simple. Write email, write like you're writing to a friend. So if I was writing a friend, just let's take the example of Super Bowl tickets. My subject line would just say Super Bowl, Right. That's all it would say. Like, I wouldn't overthink this. And normally it would probably say Super Bowl with small letters. I wouldn't say capital S, capital Super, and then Bowl. Or I wouldn't say, do you want to go to the Super Bowl this weekend? Or I wouldn't say some hacky thing like uh, four ways to get to the Super Bowl if you don't have tickets yet. Like, none of that. I just say Super Bowl, right? How do I write email, right? I'm writing to a friend. First is a subject line. The second is, I'm not going to include any uh, HTML-like you know, blocks of uh, tables and texts, and I'm not going to have my logo and I'm not going to have flashy text in there. I'm not going to have an animated GIF. Like, no, I'm just going to say subject line is going to be straight up. It's going to be like, Hey, Super Bowl. And then when the email, generally speaking, I would just start writing. I would not be like, Hey, Sharon, hope you're doing well. Not like, no, I just write to my friend Super Bowl. I'd be like, Hey man, here's a link. Do you want to go? That's, that would be my email. Right? So the, the second thing is I realized after the subject line, keeping it extremely casual and short and generally small, lowercase letters. The second thing I realized that was text-based emails outperformed everything else. So most of the emails that you will see from me are straight up text-based. They have no pictures, no, like no HTML, nothing like raw text because it allows, it mimics the email that you would send to a friend. It also allows email marketing systems to know that there's nothing malicious in there like a uh, phishing hook or a, or a virus or a whatever, right? It's just like, oh, this is just a text-based email. Must be an email from a friend. The third is, here's what I realized. Very rarely when we send something to a friend, do we send a encapsulated link. And what I mean by that is we don't say click here, highlight it, and put the URL inside it. Literally all we say is, uh, hey man, uh, looking, I was just checking out tickets for the Super Bowl. Looks like they're a bajillion dollars. Uh, take a peek here. Do you want to go? And I put the raw link for Ticketmaster, right? That raw link for Ticketmaster, maybe two lines long. It may have dashes and dots and question marks and random characters, but it's a very long, ugly looking link. But the cool marketers out there are like, oh, click here to get your next offer. Like, I don't do any of that, right? Because I just want to put the raw link in there. That way people know that's what you would send to a friend. Just put the raw link in there because people, it's not like they've never seen a raw, unfancy link before. It actually makes it significantly real. If you were sending somebody a link to a Google doc, you would just put the full Google doc link. You would not say click here to get your secret link for the Google. You wouldn't say that. Now, sometimes I will do that, but I've realized just putting the raw link allows Gmail to know that you're not trying to hide anything behind an HTML part of your email, which is great, right? Uh, I also, if you want, generally I've seen that I went back and I looked at all the emails that I send my friends. What I've, what I've noticed a lot of times is that I would send them one picture. I would say, uh, pick from Halloween. And then I would just say, Hey, it's like, Hey dude, uh, I was looking through my phone and I saw this pic from Halloween. I can't believe we were so immature. And I would just paste the pic, right? It would not, I would not put 14 pictures in there. I would not put picture after picture, text after text. I would not put like an animated GIF. I would not put, put like a banner. I would not put any of that. I would only put the picture that was relevant to the email if I was putting one. And if I did, I would only do one. So 
on in general, my team knows that subject line needs to be really simple. And you'll see a lot of like lowercase letters, short, small, maybe two, three, four words. Uh, a lot of times I'll do like a whole long message inside the subject line saying, Hey, are you coming to Super Bowl tomorrow? That way you, we send our, you send people emails like that often as well. I would put just all text. Uh, I would put the raw links and maybe put one picture. Definitely, definitely, you know, what you want is no HTML, like very limited emails with HTML in there and animated GIFs, unless you are making something funny, like don't do that because it's weird. Number three, like your logos in email marketing, email, mar if you're sending an email from your Outlook to another person's Outlook one-on-one -on -one and you have a cool logo and it's great. But when it comes to email marketing, just put your email signature as text. Your logo in an email marketing message will get it stuck in more spam filters, especially if your logo moves, there's some color, there's a button, like colors, buttons, moving logos, the worst. That is the worst thing that you can put in your email, especially if you're doing one to many emails, it will not get to their inboxes. It will not, even if they're your mom, it will not get there because people know that's not normal stuff that you send to your friend. Like don't do it, right? I've tested it over and over. There's don't even risk it. Don't do it. And most importantly, like color blocks, like blocks up top, banner, your banner logo, like there is zero reason for it. The idea for you to send out a email marketing message, one to many, one to your entire database is to make sure they get the message, right? You don't want it not even delivered because some marketing person on your team said to you that it has to be on brand, make it simple, make it on text, get it in there so that people can actually read email. When people are looking at email, they're looking for email. When I look open my email, I'm looking to read. I'm looking to read, give me something simple to read. When I'm going on Instagram, I'm looking for pictures. I'm looking for short videos. Give me pictures and videos. What, what would be stupid to do on Instagram is to give me a Google doc on Instagram. Like that would be weird, right? Like we wouldn't do that. So let's, when I open my email, I want to read email. Give me raw email to read, make it enjoyable, make it easy to read my email, make it all text because that way it renders well on mobile. It's not that your email, you know, HTML gets all wacky and you have a really good deliverability experience and the email servers like Gmail, Yahoo, whatever else you use, AOL, I hope you don't, uh, Outlook, etc. accept them easily and know that you're not trying to uh, sneak one uh, past them, right? So number one, that's all the things that we learned about email deliverability. I'll tell you this. Who cares how pretty your email is if nobody sees it? Nobody, right? So deliverability is super, super important. Uh, that's number one. Now, number two, engagement. To me, the, the, I will tell you this, and you may think, oh, Sharon's going to give us some hook here. That's cool. This one thing is going to make you shake. <laughs> it's going to make you nervous. And it's going to make you like, no way I can do that. I'm going to frame it and frame that for you. I'm actually going to tell you that that's what you're going to think. But if you're doing email marketing, cadence is everything. Their cadence is your credibility. Your cadence is everything. If my mom sends me jokes every single day, my email knows that, oh, Tron's mom keeps sending emails and like, he must like his mom. It's a good thing, right? Especially if I've not like blocked my mom or whatever, which I would never do. The single strategy that builds your brand and drives engagement on email is this one thing, is to send emails every day. I know you think it's crazy. It's to send emails every day. The number one thing that I've done to get more engagement in my messages is to send email every day. 
the more consistent you are, the more people welcome you into their inbox. That way I, I realized I was going to do this. I bit the bullet and I did it. I knew that I was definitely not going to send a lot of email, but I realized that I told my team, Hey, for a one to two year period, I'm going to send emails every day that'll weed out people from my list. Some, some people respond. I would get people saying, Oh, you sent too many emails. And I literally, as soon as they say that, I would just take them off the list. It gave, it helped me understand which people had tolerance and love and appreciation for my content. And anytime someone, anytime, even one time someone responded and said, you sent too many emails, I would delete them and I would completely delete them from my CRM. I didn't want them at all. There was a reason for that because once I started doing that, now I've, I've tamed it down. I do three, sometimes four, but three to four times a week. And I've gotten to that. I've been able to do this right now. You can't do what I do unless you are doing, unless you've done what I've done, Right. Uh, we've sent seven, eight million plus emails, and I have learned a lot from that. And my consumer, my community understands that we built, they've stayed with me when I've done daily emails. Sometimes when I'm launching an idea or a product or a program or whatever, I would, I've done 17 emails in one weekend and got no unsubscribes. Think about this for a second, 17 emails in one weekend. And I got zero unsubscribes like to do, be able to do that. It means that people really are totally cool with you writing that many email. That's awesome. And when you have that level of not just tolerance, but appreciation, you can do almost anything because you have a deep uh, connection with your community, right? I've done all these experiments, but all I will tell you is this. It, it, it just, there's no reason for you to send. If you think you're going to send a twice a month newsletter, you should not send, you should just stop doing email. There's zero, if you send a twice a month newsletter that's filled with graphics and has a bunch of like cool pictures and like brag stories, your email marketing sucks. There's zero reason to send it. It does not work. You're making it, you're sending it only to make yourself feel better. It does not work. The cadence is your credibility. There is, I, I, I will stake anything on it. I have data to prove it. The cadence will help you in. If you can't get to the point where you can work yourself up at least to two to sometimes three emails a week. If you can't get to that, then it's too late. Like I'll give you an example on average, on average, um, the average person, average professional, which is a decision maker, uh, on a slow day gets 99 emails in their inbox. They get 99 new emails in their inbox on a slow day. All right. This was a Gmail study on a slow day, which is let's take it. Let's route it up to a hundred. So if you're sending a newsletter two times a month, you're sent your one out of 1500 emails. We already know that when, even when it's important, people don't respond. You're one out of 1500 messages. You're not good enough. You're not cool enough. Your brand's not big enough. And your email is not worthy enough to even get a look, let alone a response. If you're in that inbox one every 15 days. So if, if they're, I'm making a huge, huge, huge call to action for you. If you send a two times a month newsletter, you should stop doing email marketing. It's worthless. If you send email that is haphazard, whenever you get a chance, like, oh, you got a new deal, or you got a new case study, or you got a new listing, or you had a new sale, you wrote a new policy, you had a new coaching client, you had a new success story, you want to sell something, you had a new podcast released, you were on a show, you had a video, and you do it abruptly, useless, stop doing it. The reason is it's actually hurting you more than helping you. You want to get to a point where every two to there are two to three messages that are going out every single week that allows you to now weave your content in, into those messages, because you're not, uh, you're a welcome guest, not an irritating pest, right? Somebody said that, not me. The single most important strategy that builds your brand and drives engagement is daily email. 
I'm not telling you to get to daily. If you get to daily, you will win. You will, you will blow it out of the water. You will win so big. However, you want to work yourself up to at least two to three. I take three. I teach all my, uh, all my members of my mastermind groups. I teach them three emails a week. I call it the email sprinkler system. It's a very specific way on how to write and deliver those emails. Those three are very, very important. So I would say a minimum of three times a week for you to stay in front of them. So your cadence is your credibility. That's lesson number two after sending the last million emails. Here's lesson number three, which is conversion. And conversion is guess just getting people to take action on what you're saying. Now, a lot of times I'm thinking about it like, you know, they need to open their emails. Once they've opened, what I'm thinking about is three things. Will they click whatever I'm putting in there, the raw link? Will they reply if I'm asking them to, or will they share? I'm thinking a lot of it is the click, reply, share. I really want a lot of click, reply, share based on the type of the email. And I've realized this. I've written the same message in one way versus another way. And I've gotten more clicks, more replies, and more shares. And that's what you want. More clicks, more replies, and more shares. Because if you get the message in there and no one clicks on that link that you give them, well, they're not going anywhere. If they can't reply to you to engage with you, they, you can't do anything. You're just in the receiving. And if they're not going to share it, you're not going to like grow your brand in any way. So if clicks, replies, and shares are the indicators of how you can actually get people to take action on something, what do you need to do? Great copy? Sure. Sure, you need to get a copy, but you and I are not copywriters. You and I are not learning copywriting principles. You and I are not taking a template of, oh, I need to start with the hook. I need to do three pain points. Then I need to tell a story. Then I need to open the loop. Then I need to use some NLP. Then I need to do a couple of tie downs. Then I need to bring it back to the loop. Then I need to tell three more stories. Like you and I are not going to do that. When we write an email, we're just talking to somebody. That's why all the courses that I took were all built on like these beautiful templates and these, these frameworks. Like, come on. You and I have zero time to work on like frameworks and templates and the hooks and that sexy and the story and the bullet point. Like you're not going to do any of that. I know you. even even the copywriters who are good copywriters don't do any of that. They build these courses to teach them to like smaller copywriters and marketers that are amazed by the stuff. And nobody does any of this. I'll tell you right now, nobody does any of this. Persuasive writing is is amazing. And like, let the pros handle that. But our clients, our friends, our community just wants to hear from us and they want us to be real. Literally, that's all it takes. Yes, I'll, I'll, give, you, I'll give you one formatting easy way. If you write blocks of text, like you're writing a term paper, nobody cares about your stuff. No one can read because when they're reading and scanning, either when they're driving or when they're in the toilet or when they're like on a Zoom call, supposed to be on the Zoom call, but they're actually reading your email. If you have big blocks of tech, they're just going to skim. What you should do instead is you should have a lot of white space and write in chunks. One sentence, two sentences, one word, two words. One sentence, two sentences, one word, two word. One sentence, two sentences, one word, two word. Right. Like if you feel free to, you should jump on my email, email uh, community and you should see how I write because I'm not a copywriter. I write from the perspective of one person to another person. I don't write, you know, I write like I tell a story, but when you follow a format and give it a lot of white space, it's just easier to read. That's the formatting stuff, right? If you want good conversion, you can bury your story or your link or your lead or your persuasion inside a paragraph like that does not work. So you got to keep it almost like a musical note. As you can tell, I'm not Charlie Puth. I'm, I don't have perfect pitch. I am tone deaf. But the short notes, medium notes, long notes. That's how you're writing your email. Short words, medium sentence, 
long, couple long sentences, come back to short, medium, long, short, medium, long, medium, medium, short, long, medium, short, all spaced out. When you do that, everybody can read your stuff significantly easier. And when they can read more, they will take more action, right? But here's, here's the things about get on conversion, getting people to take more action requires two things. And apart from it being beautifully written and all of that, I have found these two things drive more action or conversion than anything else out there in my world. Maybe in a social media post, maybe on a story, maybe on your presentation, maybe on a video, but most importantly on email. These two things seem to drive insane amounts of conversion. And here's what they are. Either be specific or be personal. That's it. If you're specific or personal, you win. When you're specific, you're specific to them. When you're personal, you're personal about you. Say it again. When you're specific, you're specific to them. So you would say, hey, if you are a golfer that's a lefty that always hooks right on your drives, then I want to tell you about this story. It is super specific, right? Or you can say, hey, if you are, um, uh, you know, I want to write to you about, uh, about my mom and my mom did these three things, which any parent in the world will get. I'm being super specific. The more specific you are, especially when you start a story, start an email, set the context, the better it is because people know what they're getting into. Specificity, (laughs) that word, it's a good word, but hard to pronounce. The specificity of this is about them, right? You're trying to give them something specific, a container for them to step into so they know what you're going to talk about, right? And a lot of times we'll call it the frame. You want to have them enter the frame because when they enter the frame, they know what you're going to talk about. Like, so if you're going to talk about golf and suddenly you're like, whoa, let me tell you about the arcade game. Weird. You're breaking the frame. So the specificity allows you to get people in and the only people staying with the specific are the people that are interested. Therefore, they convert more, meaning take action more. When it comes to personal, personal is about you, right? Specific is about them. Personal is about you. You can say, I want to tell you a story that I've not shared with anybody and has got to do with my childhood. Right? They're like, oh, in a sea of bragging, this guy is being vulnerable. I am curious what he has to say. And he's like, hey, I grew up in blank. Oh, I didn't. Then they think about their childhood and you're being more personal. The more personal you are, the more connectivity they have and they click, they engage, they convert, they take action because they feel connected to you. When it's specific, they feel connected to them because you're talking to them. When it's personal, they feel connected to you because you're talking about you and they see yourself in them. Those two things. And if you can combine those, oh my goodness, like you've hit the jackpot. A lot of times before I write something where I need somebody to take action, I ask, I try to figure out how can I make this specific to them or personal to me? If I can combine the two, bonanza, right? It allows me to give me a frame, some kind of framework to think about this. Here's the interesting part. The easiest way to see this is to actually see it live. Uh, I'd love for you to Feel free to join my email community for, for like a few weeks to see how this goes if you'd like. Um, how I rotate my content, how I share my ideas, what cadence I use, how I go pop, 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 pop in my email so that all of these are very specific or very personal. Uh, easiest way to get on is go to sharon.com forward slash VIP. Sharon.com, that's S-H-A-R-R-A-N.com forward slash VIP. And it'll get you on my email community and then you can see how all of this is structured. And I would love for you to take it use it, utilize it, and, you know, just, just model it however you want. I have no pride of authorship on any of this stuff. If some of the things that I'm talking about works for you, 
great. Like, let me know and I feel good about it. Otherwise, if you see an idea that you like, please take it, blatantly use it. Give me no credit because I want you to have a great life. I have zero interest in getting any credit for this. I already do it. I already sent a million emails. I'm good. I'm fine. I don't need, I, I don't need an extra dollar. I am totally fine, but I'd love for you to win so that you don't have to go through what I went through, right? Sharon.com forward slash VIP. We'll get you on the list and uh, hopefully it helps you. Uh, so let's recap really quickly. Uh, three big lessons. Number one, write like you're writing to a friend that gives you the best deliverability. Number two, uh, for, for her actually getting engagement, write daily or daily warms up the inbox because one X one time, two times or three times a month is just not enough because it's not there often enough. And three, the highest performance of your emails that you want to take people action on are going to come from a specific and personal. All right. Uh, if you're not doing any email, I would highly recommend that you do do it because you're, if you're not doing it, your customers are doing it. And if you're every single person wakes up every morning and looks at their email, there's zero reason for you to not be in there because especially if you're telling yourself a ridiculous story of, oh my, you know, my, my customers are older. My customers are too young. They're millennials or they're gen, you know, they're baby boomers. They don't read email. You're wrong. Right now you are wrong. Everybody needs an email address. Everybody checks email. If email is right now is the most pervasive thing. They may not be on social media. They may not answer their phone. They may not do FaceTime or Skype or Telegram, but everything you need an email address to get in on all of those, right? So you want to check email outside of text. That's the fastest way to get to somebody in a non-urgent and irritating way. So if you're doing any email marketing of any kind, which you should be, and you want some help just to see how it's done, join my email community, see if it'll help you, model it exactly, model what you like, copy and paste my stories, whatever you want to do, just do that. Uh, it is so hopefully it helps you right and hopefully these three lessons help you go to sharon.com forward slash vip and uh, i hope the three lessons learned after sending one million emails was good for you share this with someone that you like share this with your team uh, go sign up for my um, email community and start modeling it so that you can create an amazing email community for yourself as well all right catch you on the next one Hey, Sharon, I have a cool gift for you. I took some of my best ideas from the last 20 years and created a five-day MBA. It's quick and action-packed that you can listen to on the go, just like this podcast. And I want to give it to you for free, just as a thank you for listening to the show. No fluff, no gimmicks, just pure actionable ideas for you to use instantly. You can grab it right now at businessschoolshow.com. That's businessschoolshow.com dot com.